Christians are supposed to be Christ-like, just as the name implied from when it was originally used in the first century, right up to our own postmodern world today. It's as simple as WWJD, right? Wrong. Join our show host, teacher, servant leader, and fellow traveler as we journey together in learning how lives daily renewed by God's grace and power can embrace Christian living that counts and makes a difference in a broken world. Greetings for Author Talk. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book title is Edifying the Body of Christ. Obviously, a book of faith, and joining me is the author, Minister Brenda Johnson. Minister Johnson, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's it's wonderful to visit with you. You have a, a career, besides being a minister currently, you have a career in education. Uh, I think that comes through pretty solidly in the book you've penned of 244 pages. It deals with some, what I would call, from my perspective, as a, I'll call myself a layman or as an interviewer, uh, the fundamentals of faith and, and how to be more effective in your faith walk. Am I describing that correctly? That sounds really good. I well, like that, yes. Oh, well, put that in your next book or in the next slide. No, okay. I mean, <laughs> All right. And I like the way you started your book also because I, as a churchgoer and as a person of faith, have noticed some changes in the sanctuaries and in the churches of the United States of America, in our North American culture, that have alarmed me. And uh, one thing, if, if nothing else, just the title of the first chapter is one that gets my attention. I don't think you went into it in great depth, but the title is Reverence in the Sanctuary. And you deal with it from a, a spiritual perspective, a, a how to have the right attitude and so on. I will just tell you that I've been in a couple of contemporary services that uh, in one instance, uh, a young lady walked in in some, if you know what Daisy Dukes are, she may not have been a believer, but I think she was a church member. And uh, then there was a couple of uh, young ladies in the back who liked each other too much and should not have been showing their affection during the services. You know, there's a lot of casual approach to worship and the sanctuary. Uh, My wife and I have traveled extensively in, uh, in Europe, and even though the churches there are very formal and may not have a fundamental of faith that would match your or my taste, when you walk in, you feel a reverential fear, reverential honor and awe in looking at the sanctuary because you know it's a place of worship. Uh, What did you want to achieve with your book? You have, uh, again, 244 pages and have outlined about 76 chapters dealing with the the subject of uh, spiritual growth. Well, actually, I I started off actually um, just doing a monthly teaching for my home church as I was uh, given that assignment. But as it went on for some years, um, God began to show me uh, a lot of practical applications of these teachings that make sense to me, and I, I believe would make sense to to uh, other people. And he basically just gave me to go ahead to share it, share it with others. It's important when you have a passion for anything. Uh, you, as a teacher, certainly have approached this book from my perspective as a teaching uh, format or platform to share not only your faith but your perspective on uh, on several topics that relate to the church and faith. Um, you say this uh, took place over several, several years, so this book was uh, one that had been in the making for a long time then. Yes, 
uh, actually it took uh, six years to complete. Six years. And your audience, when you begin to write this, and again, I, I have a, a perspective, but I want to get yours. Who's the individual or the type of person that you uh, were thinking of when you were writing this? Well, I was thinking of um, so many people um, have a uh, you know some some uh, familiarity with the Bible as being the book that's used in church to refer you know to God, but uh, many of them have a problem when it comes to actually reading for themselves and getting the understanding for themselves. So um, first, I applied to myself because on my journey uh, in my faith, I wanted to get the the, the correct understanding for myself also so that was part of my initial search so in doing so making it clear to me uh the lord you know this uh gave me a, a, a direction that i could use this to make it clear to others also another thing that you have done in your book when you do scripture references and and again i'm not um uh, critical of those who are stuck in the King Jimmy version of the Bible. I have a friend who uh, was a minister and an incredible uh, musician, and uh, it was King Jimmy all the way. And I kept saying to him, well, how do they do that in Germany if they don't read the King Jimmy version of the Bible? You have included several different interpretations or um, uh, adaptations of uh, Scripture, which I think is good, because it it, it opens Scripture to many who are not familiar with maybe a an everyday language approach to understanding scripture is that something that was purposeful on your part yes again on my own journey when i'm reading and studying i want to get make sure that i'm getting the correct uh interpretation or understanding so many times i will cross reference with other various translations and try to to go back even to the earliest of the Hebrew and Greek uh, uh, translations to, to make sure I understand what was being actually taught at, at that particular uh, point in time. A beautiful. You have, again, almost, almost 80 uh, chapters dealing with a variety of subjects. Any particular topic that uh, came up during the assembly of this that you really were struggling with, not personally, but just didn't know how to better explain it than uh, than perhaps uh, tradition or your own experience had provided. Well, um, one of the most the, the ones that that stands out of, uh, the most to, to me was in um, chapter forty four, where it talks about relationship with Christ. Hmm. To me, that's like the very basic foundation that most people struggle with because what does that mean really you know so that's something that in in studying for to present the teaching the holy spirit began to open it up so that in a practical sense what does that mean for me day by day hmm. you know how how does that apply to my life day by day so that that was like tremendous to me a tremendous uh, kind of revelation one that you talk about, about yeah that. one that you talk about in chapter 52 and I have not been able to or have not had the time to to check that but you say God in concert are you referring to music or are you refer, referring to unity of uh, purpose <laughs> I was talking about the trinity mm. God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit and again that could be a point of confusion but what this 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 endeavors to do is to explain that God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost work as one. They work in concert. 
and then it, it just goes into more and more explanation and, 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 and description of how that is applied. What does that mean? Very good. You also have a uh, chapter, chapter 58, a spiritual marriage covenant. I'm not sure if that is referring to the uh, human marriage uh, uh, adaptation, or is this also a, a spiritualization of re- relationship with God? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> ah. spiritual. I like that with the way you put that, a spiritual how did you have that? Well, now you're asking me. I mean, I may I'll have to, <laughs> a, a, a spiritual covenant with God, basically, or a relationship. Basically, yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was um, going for there. Mm-hmm. You have uh, done a wonderful job in outlining um, many areas of uh, spiritual growth. And again, I, as as I visited with you prior to our recording uh, starting, starting, I uh, I saw this as a book that a church could uh, take and use to disciple uh, the uh, the uh, members of the congregation, maybe teens and so on. Uh, did you have that in mind at all, or was it just something that you wanted to share with the, the universe and hope that that it would find its niche? I, I find that it it to be uh, useful, you know, in, in many ways. Individually, for persons that are seeking for themselves, or in group group discussions, you know, uh, uh, group uh, 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 teaching, sharing, um, it can be used. Basically, it's like um, a Sunday school uh, kind of lesson. That, you know, any part of it or all of it, because all of it applies to our relationship with God, and, and that's what uh, the teaching of the church uh, is about. It's obvious that your uh, intent and purpose was to disciple those who would read the book and those who are in church environments. Uh, was there anything yes. that uh, that really stood out when you finished this and looked back and said, you know, I'm I am so thrilled that I remembered or was inspired or motivated to share this particular chapter, besides chapter 44, of course? Yes, Um it wasn't um, so much about a particular chapter because I just love love all of them for, for 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 the main reason that when God would give me a topic um, to do, my concern was that I was able to communicate what He was actually saying to me. I didn't want to just go from my own head and just get the writing and writing because you know as a teacher I can certainly do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not trying to present my thoughts or my take on something. I was trying to, because cause what, what would happen is Holy Spirit would say something to me that made a clear revelation, that, and I wanted to be sure to, to stick to what he was trying to tell me to share. So that was like a challenge, and I would pray and, and, and ask him to help me to make sure that I'm presenting what he's telling me, not what I'm thinking myself. So I was excited to be able to, to, to meet that goal. And and I would say your goal and purpose also was trans-denominational, which means you could uh, put this into any setting, any church denomination, and they can glean some wonderful thoughts and some motivational messages in its covers. Uh, is that also accurate? Yes, I would say yes, Absolutely. 
And in your book, there are a lot of books that deal with the Christian faith and with uh, spiritual growth and warfare and all of the other topics out there. There's a a myriad of books. Mm -hmm. Your book, what did you think that made it stand out from the crowd? What makes it different from others out there, do you think? Well, one thing that I'm so excited about is because I was so diligent in waiting for Holy Spirit to to, to show me how to to uh, word things, how how to present it, and only to present what he was telling me, and 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 in sticking to that, what happens is when I'm reading this, and I believe this is true for others that will be reading it with the right uh, frame of mind, right spirit, you can feel the power of of God flowing off that page for salvation, for healing, for deliverance. When I can feel that, that's a, we call it an anointing, but it can be called just the power of God flowing from the page to the reader's spirit if the spirit is open to receive it. That's what I'm talking about there. Well, beautiful. Uh, again, 76, basically 76 chapters, if you want to call them that. Uh, you deal with a lot of different, uh, different um, topics that should inspire and challenge the reader, for sure. The title of the book, again, Mm -hmm. is Edifying the Body of Christ, obviously a book that's maybe Mm -hmm. specifically for churchy people, people who are faith uh, foundation, have a faith foundation, and my guest author, Mm -hmm. Minister Brenda Johnson. Uh, Minister Johnson, where can my listeners get a copy of this and uh, maybe get inspired as you have been? Well, it is available on um, Amazon. There, there are several other uh, book suppliers. That I, I know Amazon definitely has it. Yeah, Barnes & Noble, I think, would be able to carry it, and they can also request that it. Would be, they yeah. could request it from their yeah. local bookseller if they choose, or they could go to Author House yeah. and uh, find it there. Uh, have you established Excellent. a website as yet? I have. The website is Edifying the Body of Christ bj.com all right they can do a search under your name minister brenda johnson j-o-n-s-o-n no t in there and also do a Mm -hmm. search under edifying the body of christ and find this book and i understand you have also penned other works uh, some in poetry they can find this Mm -hmm. and others and are they also listed as uh, minister brenda johnson the other books that you've penned um, they're probably under Brenda Johnson, but um, the, 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 on the book title, somewhere it should be Minister, but even if it's just Brenda Johnson, if you have the title and you have that name, you, sh- you can locate it. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your uh, journey and also your passion for sharing your faith and inspiring those in the faith community to kind of get their act together. Thank you again for joining me today. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. My pleasure. For Author House and Author Talk, this is Jay Douglas Barker. Stay with us for more Christian Living That Counts, back in a moment. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? 
Here at TogiNet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcasts cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching to military resources to business success, even to the paranormal, we have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Returning with more of Christian Living That Counts. Greetings for our universe. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book is titled, I Am God, I Am Jesus, I Am Allah. The Truth Will Set You Free is the subtitle on this, and joining me from Minnesota is the author, Jeff Olson. Welcome, sir, to the program. Thank you. Your book is a a short read. It is a unique, I will say it, a spiritual concept, perhaps. Uh, It would be a way to describe this. How would you describe this book? Yes, it's it's a book about uh, religion. Uh, It uh, tackles the uh, uh, Christian religion, Jewish religion, and uh, Islamic religion. Okay. Does it try to unite them in similar concepts, or is it uh, just an explanation from your perspective? I understand, or at least by reading a little of your book, was there something that happened when you were a a young child that perhaps um, introduced this idea to you? Yes, I did. Uh, When I was a young child, God spoke to me and told me uh, that I was involved in this religion and that uh, uh, that Allah was uh, Jesus' Father and that it was taken out of the Bible and that uh, this is something that I needed to write about. Hmm. And your uh, viewpoint or your understanding of who Allah is, is uh, is Allah a created being from God, the God of Christianity and Jew- Judaism, or is it uh, something else? Yes, uh, Allah is an angel. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it was, a, it is Christian uh, and uh, Judaism. Uh, it uh, also is, uh, is, also he's also the creator of Islam but it was taken out of the Bible so so it is a little bit a little bit unique uh, there's not anything specifically that deals with this in the traditional understanding of scriptures uh, this is a little bit of a unique twist and in your book uh, I am reading it, it almost reads at least begins to read like a novel you talk about uh, something that's unique uh, you said that God, Satan, and Allah met for what you would call a game of golf here on earth. Uh, the game was pretty close. God was leading by one stroke and so on. That, that's, a, that's an interesting visual. Was that something that you felt was uh, factual, or was this uh, something in your imagination that tells the story that you're trying to uh, share? Yes, this was something in my imagination that uh, God wanted me to tell. You've managed 54 pages, and uh, you also deal with uh, our traditional, or I, I'm guessing traditional, view of Satan. Uh, Satan is uh, not a good guy. Is that uh, a way to describe what you uh, you feel about uh, Satan's role in all of this uh, this drama? Yes, that's correct. Satan is uh, living up to his potential uh, evil self. 
You you also uh, introduce another character which I had not been familiar with, Oceana uh, or Oceana, depending on on your pronunciation. Now that goes back to the tenants of the Inca. Is that correct? Yes, uh, Oceana is uh, Jesus' uh, angel mother uh, before he took up flesh, uh, and that's also Allah's wife, his angel wife, and uh, he is. She is also the uh, uh, Mother Earth, which is who the Incas prayed to. Mm. There certainly is a, an interest in referring to the Earth as Mother Earth by lots of uh, individuals, the New Age movement in particular, and, and others that uh, maybe uh, don't look at it as a religious significance, but as a kind of an honorary degree that's bestowed upon the earth. Yours is different, though. You you believe that Oceana really is a a, a being or a part of uh, a descriptive of the Mother Earth. Yes. And you have only 54 pages. Uh, how long did, uh, did it take to create this work, and what do you feel the reader will discover in its pages? Yes, uh, the, I, it got uh, taken down. It was... Uh, larger book and it got taken down by our universe but uh to take what i want taken away from this uh, book is how uh uh all was uh taken out of the bible by the two uh, popes innocent uh with satan's help and uh how uh earth was created with man and woman with all his help uh as god uh, wanted him to do you have an interesting background. You were in the military. You uh, also have served the U.S. Postal Service and have traveled extensively, including Israel. What were your impressions of Israel? It was uh, Israel was uh, uh, on, on awakening, uh, seeing all the uh, various places. It was kind of a reminder to me of where uh, Jesus uh, uh, was at in all his uh, various uh, teachings and uh, where he ultimately got uh, sacrificed on the cross, and uh, it just uh, brought back memories. A fascinating country for sure, and one that uh, that is uh, highly profiled in the Christian uh, and the Jewish uh, faith, and uh, also in it, it deals with uh, in the Christian faith end time events or last days events which uh, some people feel are happening as we're uh, we're living today you uh what what is your hope for this book again it's an, an unusual book uh, are there other books out there that deal with a similar message from what you have uh, have penned uh not aware of any books that are similar to this but uh, uh I, there is another book that i'm putting out after this where all it takes up flesh uh and then there will be one more book after that where Allah goes back to Israel. So those are the three books that I plan on putting out, and then I will have finished what God wanted me to write. And this is a passion or a propulsion, I think, from childhood that is now being fulfilled. Uh, would that be correct? That is correct. And at the end of three books, what do you think uh, would be, if someone were to discover your books, let's say in a bookstore or in a library or somewhere else, what is going to be their impression? What do you want them to, to feel when they are com 
completed, and when they've completed uh, looking over the contents and your view of Oceana and, and others in your story? That this is the story that God wants them to hear. Uh, this is the story that was taken out of the Bible. And uh, this is the story that uh, should have been in there. Hmm. What would be the three words or three ideas that will impress them or you wanted to get across? Are there, are there particular underlying um, morals to your story? In the second book where it talks about uh, when Jesus on the dark, how it was so dark that day uh, in uh, Israel, this is actually where uh, Mary, or uh, I mean Oceana, went to uh, uh, Italy in uh, Pompeii and actually uh, started the volcano that killed most of the Romans. Hmm. And that's actually ash that is falling down in Israel. That's why it was so dark that day. Interesting. That's certainly a unique uh, story. I have not heard that before. And no one else, I I think at this point, has has shared that history. Uh, This is, again, something that you feel was... Uh, revealed to you or something that you discovered in your journey? Yes. It's a fascinating idea. Certainly uh, would be intriguing to the reader for sure. The title of which again is I Am God. I am Jesus. I am Allah. The truth will set you free. Jeff Olson has been my guest. Jeff, for those who are curious about its content, how do they find out more about your book? Where do they get a copy of it? Uh, they can go to Amazon, and uh, it's located uh, at Amazon. Amazon.com. They also can request it by name at their local bookseller, and they can order it in for sure. Olson is spelled O-L-S-O-N, and uh, the first name, Jeff, J-E-F-F. Jeff, thank you for sharing your story and uh, a fascinating approach to an uh, uh, unusual topic, I guess is the way to describe it. It almost begins reading like a novel, and uh, you are sharing some insights that you feel are important. So thank you for sharing the background story of this, and best of luck. We look forward to visiting with you again in the future when perhaps uh, the second or third edition is released. Thank you. My pleasure for our universe. This is Jay Douglas Barker. Stay with us for more Christian Living That Counts. Back in a moment. hear about Wesley, the golden retriever puppy from Michigan that was fitted with braces? Before you think this is a bona fide insanity, Wesley was born with teeth that were so crooked he couldn't shut his mouth all the way. This was affecting his ability to eat properly. So his owners took him to the Harborfront Hospital for Animals and Veterinary Dental Solutions, where a doggy orthodontist prescribed him a set of braces. And now, pictures of Wesley smiling with his bright, shiny braces have been circling the Internet. With all that metal wrapped around their teeth, some would think that most dogs would become bruxelmaniacs, but not Wesley. He doesn't mind the braces at all and is now able to eat his food with gusto. A bruxelmaniac is someone with an uncontrollable urge to grind their teeth. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Returning with more of Christian Living That Counts. 
Greetings for our universe. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book title is A Revelation of Life Endeavors, subtitled Gangs for Jesus. And joining me is the author, Thomas Rembert, Jr. Welcome, sir, to the program. Thank you. Your book is uh, is a book of uh, personal observations uh, in looking at your history. You had a background in, uh, I, I, I would call it education, but also military. Share with my audience a little bit of your background and, and why this book was, uh, was a motivation for you. Why did you write it? Well, I wrote it, uh, I was kind of concerned about the conditions that uh, that families, uh, the downtrodden, I call them, hmm. families that were etched in poverty and uneducated and uh, appeared to be consumed only uh, by, had no aspiration. They, they were concerned about making babies to stay on welfare, and they had no no motivation to uh, to get beyond the project mentality. I, I started a career with the New York City Housing Authority mm. after I had gotten out of the military. I and uh, I noticed that families in the projects uh, were not concerned about education and uh, motivation and aspiration to be something other than staying in the, in the ranks of the downtrodden. Unbelievable. I, I, I wanted to do something to elevate them from the depth of despair, I would say. And uh, so I started to uh, do a mentoring-type uh, program to elevate and self-motivate them to uh, look beyond the project life and uh, seek a, a, a betterment of themselves through education, self-motivation, uh, and higher aspirations Beautiful. From, from other than just being in the project. Uh, Thomas, one question that comes to mind is where did that motivation come from? What was your family background that caused you to, to have a different approach to life than maybe some of your peers? Well, I, I, I imagine I, I was brought up in the church. Uh, my parents, both my mother and my father, were religious, and they had a strong belief in education and morality, mm. they believe that uh, that if you if you if you look toward an upper greater power than man, then uh, you would be rewarded. Beautiful. Uh, so they brought us up to believe in morality. They brought us up to believe that there was a greater power greater than man that we could rely on to achieve uh, our aspirations in life. A beautiful foundation, and obviously. that motivated me to, hmm. yeah, that motivated me to help others. Beautiful. And that's where it started. You, you also uh, 
and again, in our world, it's not uncommon to, I have a family member who's uh, gone through, I say gone through, has experienced life uh, with four different wives. Uh, you have uh, some longevity also in that area. Uh, love has, uh, has uh, come to your location and state. Is that uh, also correct? Yes, absolutely. I, I, uh, I've been married for close to 50 years now. Beautiful. I, I got, I met one woman and fell in <laughs> love with that woman, and we have remained married for actually 47 years. Beautiful. So I, I believe in a strong family foundation. My parents uh, believed in that. That was instilled in in us. My father said to me one time that it takes 20, 20 minutes to get into a marriage, but it takes a lifetime to get out of it. <laughs> and that always kind of stuck with me. I always believe in uh, longevity. If you found uh, uh, the right woman, then uh, that was a lifetime investment. Beautifully put. My children have that same outlook on life. One to be commendated or, or to be complimented for sure. You have a number of chapters, and one of the things that I found not unusual about your book, but uh, certainly bold, is the statements that you make in your chapters. You you, you have, have uh, headed chapters with uh, things that are very practical, like how to invest your money. How to learn to read, for example, uh, living in peace, losing weight, even how to make a cheesecake. That's an unusual chapter. All of these chapters, uh, 264 pages, how long, sir, did it take to, to complete and share your thoughts in uh, book form? Well, it, I, it, it, it took me quite a few years to, to actually write the book, you know, because it, it was a... a a progressive thing, you know. You you start with, uh, you know, what you think might be able to motivate and self-motivate someone and how they might be able to benefit from some of the things that I write about, uh, like living in peace, for an example. Mm. We, we're just faced with a world where there's no, uh, there's no unity. There, there's division and strife and hatred and you know it's it's just sad to know that the world was that God created uh, is just so uh, ununified I would say you know mm. it's a term that I that I use we, we we're just not united in a common cause uh, which is to be able to help and motivate and reach down to bring someone up that might just be a little bit uh, in need of help. Written things that I, I thought would would be able to help and motivate people. Your book, as it uh, completed, or as it was completed, who did you think would find this maybe helpful or attractive or at least a curiosity piece that they'd want to read? I, I kind of thought that it would be a a book that would be ideally uh, suited to 
uh, the younger uh, crowd. I thought that it, it, there were passages in there that might be suitable to the younger crowd and also to grown-ups. Uh, it is a... I talk about things like how to be a good father. Mm. You know, I, I, I believe that a, a father uh, represents a, an important role in a household. In fact, it's probably represent the greatest influence on a household other than God. Mm. Uh, and, and, and things like that, I try to instill uh, pride and dedication and aspiration and you know, so I, I think that is beneficial to the entire spectrum of society, from kids fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years old, all the way up to people my age, sixties and seventies. It's a broad spectrum of what society is about uh, and things that we face. And I think that a spiritual revolution is probably perhaps needed to change the thinking of some of the things that we are struggling with. Racial inequality, uh, division of families, separation of children, uh, sexual deviant behavior. You know, there's just a myriad of problems that we face in society, and I think that my book kind of uh, is an involvement of, of all of those things. And it helps to highlight some of the diversities that we face and how we could become more united with an emphasis on a higher power other than man. I would say your book also, because of your experience in life and perhaps your current age, which I won't divulge or, or get into, but you, you write as though you're a father advising uh, children, in some respects, uh, some of your chapters definitely deal with the basics of life, and and beautifully done. Uh, their fatherly advice—it's a reflective uh, look at not only life but also the challenges there, and and giving some ideas that may motivate someone to get out of the rut they're in. You have a subtitle also called Gangs for Jesus, and I understand there's an organization that has been founded or developed that you're involved in. Share with us the uh, subtitle, Gangs for Jesus. Uh, Yes, absolutely. What Gangs for Jesus uh, is about, it's about uh, learning to be humble. One of the first ingredients of being able to survive in society is humility, a term that I I use. Hmm. Uh, It is a term that uh, once we are able to humble ourselves and believe that it's not just about me, but it's about me as well as others in in our sphere of influence. Uh, It talks about uh, the lack of worship uh, of money and glamour. You know, most people, you know, worship athletes and entertainers and people in high society. And and that that tends to uh, to be role models for many folks. Mm. I, I I talk about uh, that we should not worship money and glamour. And then I speak about repentance. 
I talk about the, uh, that we need to change our current way of thinking and substitute a new pattern of thinking based on the teachings of Jesus Christ as the foundation of our lives. It is important to have a strong foundation that is rooted in spiritual values, mm. not uh, secular values. And, uh, so, so my Gangs to Jesus is an organization that try to bring folks into a level of influence uh, based on spirituality instead of secular beliefs. Your book, uh, although it does deal, and I will say it is a faith-based book in most regards, it does have so many chapters that are just uh, what I would refer to as practical and appealing to anybody, whether they have a religious foundation, a faith foundation, or are motivated to go to church or otherwise. You have such practical advice inside the covers of this book that I think it would appeal to just about anyone. I certainly agree. I certainly agree that this is a book that the average uh, person could pick up and and, uh, just flip to any page in the book, and uh, it will be a guide to to life. Uh, it, It doesn't matter whether you are a strong Christian believer or whether you are a non-believer entirely, you know, it, it is a foundation of a of a belief that there there is a power greater than I am, and uh, that uh, we must accept the fact that we are all here, created in the image of that greater power. That I believe that we are all created equal, and that we all have powers that that God gave us. Uh, it is a book that I think uh, benefits and, and anyone that, uh, from whether they are a teenager on up to whether they are 60, 70 years old, would be able to relate to, to some uh, passages or chapters in this book. Cause it is a revelation of life, the things that we face daily in life. That's what this book is about. Highlighting one of your comments about the book, that it's a book about finding solutions to complex problems in our society, and looking over a couple of the chapters again that are just so practical, you know, how to set up a budget. Uh, That's unique because it's a very straightforward, practical, fatherly advice that you share. You also have one that's very important, I think, possibly because the younger generation has forgotten how to do it, is how to treat your woman right. I think that's certainly one that every guy needs to read. Uh, sir, this is a, a book of, uh, of motivation. It's uh, one of inspiration. And the title, again, is A Revelation of Life Endeavors, Gangs for Jesus. And my guest author has been Thomas Rembert, Jr. Sir, where can my listeners get a copy of this book? Well, you you can certainly get a copy uh, online through the publishing company, iUniverse. You can get copies of it uh, through Amazon. You can get copies of it through Barnes & Noble. Or you can, uh, I can autograph a copy and, uh, and send it to you personally. 
You also have a website or some website uh, ways that people can uh, follow you and uh, take advantage, not take advantage, but enjoy your commentaries. Uh, that would be www.gangsforjesus.net. On Facebook, you also have a, a link there, Gangs for Jesus, on Facebook, correct? Yes, that's absolutely true. Uh, you can go directly to my website and order a copy. You can go to my Facebook page and uh, be able to receive a, a copy as well. Wonderful. But not only that, though the website is a, it's a source of information. It's a source of, of uh, being able to see what our organization is about and how, uh, how it might be able to relate and help people that... Uh, recruit people disciples for jesus is what i'm looking to recruit well fabulous www.gangsforjesus.net excellent and also follow me on facebook beautiful thank you sir for joining me today and uh listeners if you're looking to do a search under the author's name last name is r-e-m-b-e-r-t Jr., Thomas Rembert Jr. You can find this and anything else that might uh, pop up in the future. Sir, thank you for the inspiration of your book and for sharing it with my audience today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. For iUniverse, this is J. Douglas Barker. Join us again for Christian Living that counts.